pretty lonely place, but it doesn't have to be. Here at the Rarely Right Podcast, we want to celebrate stories, authenticity, and discuss life. My name is Ray Schneider, and I'm a counselor who's been partnering with nonprofits for the last eight years to help individuals in high-risk environments get the mental help that they need. And maybe even more importantly than that, be a willing set of ears to listen to their story, to hear both the good, but also the bad, and to encourage them to pick up the pen and be their own narrator, that at any time they can flip the script in their story. And that's what I'm encouraging everyone here to do as well. Your story matters. And no matter where you find yourself in life, you always have the ability to change the narrative. Welcome. Hi, everyone. My name is Ray Schneider, and you're listening to the Rarely Write podcast. It's a podcast as part of the My Silent Half project. And just a quick um, snippet for you, the My Silent Half project uh, came about when I was just exhausted. Um, I had exhausted myself, that I was only sharing a small piece of my story or my truth because I had believed um, just based on, you know, obviously personal assumptions and then taking in kind of the narrative being built around me in my community and in my home that I had decided there's only a piece of me that's acceptable to share out into the world and the rest of me has to stay hidden, right? Because the most terrifying thing that any of us ever go through is the thought process of will I be accepted, right? And acceptance is so sincerely and important um, to us as a human being, as a culture, um, the need for community. And I'll get into that in a second because that's what today's podcast is about. But just to share that with you, I was I was only sharing a piece of it. I was hiding the rest of me back and I was exhausted. And I finally said, I can't do it anymore. And so I gave the silent half of me a voice. And what I learned in the midst of all of that was I wasn't alone, that my story was not unique. And it set me off on this really interesting path of desiring to hear and share and celebrate stories, as well as cultivate new ones with a community around me. And so this podcast, I pray we can continue to create that same energy because I just don't, I don't see it out there. I don't see people celebrating stories of everyday people, right? I don't see us talking about topics and just wanting connection in that way. And so I'm, I'm trying it out. I'm super excited that you're here. And Today's podcast, as I kind of alluded to a little bit and just what my silent half is, is about connection, right? Connection is so, it's everything. Like I can't even put a great descriptor to it and I'm scared that I'm going to totally like mess this podcast up trying to get to that place, but I hope that you can meet me, you know, in the middle because we as human beings are not meant to be alone. And I know that there's a ton of introverts out into the universe who say, actually, Ray, I love being alone. And I won't fault you for that because I I need Ray time. Um, 
I've always been that way where I need to be able to go and read a book or I need to be able to go and run a couple of miles or I need to just go headfirst into a project to have space for myself. But I still need connection. And I think that um, you can also go on the flip side of that and you can have all these extroverts that are like, Ray, like I'm so good at connection and like I don't even need to talk about this. Um, but I've also been a person who's been in a humongous crowded room because I threw this party and every single human being in this room right now is here because of me. I invited them or I invited someone that invited them. And, it's, and I've been surrounded and I have been utterly alone. Because connection has nothing to do with the amount of conversations that you have in a day or the amount of people who know your name. Connection is about vulnerability and sincere acceptance of one another. And I think that's why it is one of the most profound things in the universe, if not the most profound, and it is also the most terrifying and we acknowledge this not just in like conversation, but we also acknowledge it like even in um, the faith that, you know, many of us uh, either grew up in or are part of now or are exploring here in the future, right? Like Christianity, um, the very first piece of poetry um, that's part of the creationism story is about connection where God says Adam is not meant to be alone. And so he creates a partner for him. And I'm not saying, you know, that the that has nothing to do with the sex of the individuals. It has to do with the need to be able to speak and communicate and connect with another human being. Adam didn't speak the same language as the animals. That was the whole point, not the genitalia, totally different subject. I don't want to go down that road. But you can also look at, you know, Buddhism, who talks about that we're interconnective beings. And you can talk about, oh, just like every, like seriously, every religion. I, I come up with one that doesn't talk about the need for connection, the need for clear communication, the need to be loved and accepted and wanted. You won't find it. And I think that that's why the celebration of stories is so critical because I think we we romanticize other people's stories a lot. We see someone getting married and we're single and we're like, oh, I'm never going to have that. Or we're in a relationship and we see our single friends going out and partying and meeting new people and we're like, we're never going to have that. Or we see someone with a whole bunch of siblings and we're an only child and we're like, I'm never going to have that. Or, we, you know, it, get, it goes on and on and on and on and on and all we want is to be seen and loved and accepted. But I think that the first thing we have to do is be okay with our own story and be willing to share our real truths with someone else. And that's really hard because it goes into that, that acceptance thing and that, that connection thing, right? Like if I share my whole story with you, will you accept it? Can I trust that that will be held with kindness and with love? And I think... Connection is also so important to talk about because of how lonely so many people are in the world right now. I mean, we've just back to back heard about celebrity suicides. And I think maybe even more importantly, what about all the suicides we're not hearing about or all the people who are battling that? Did you know that Forbes um, last week published an article that said heartbreak 
um, loneliness, heartbreak could literally kill you. That the physical attributes that happen because of loneliness, because of being depressed, because of feeling completely isolated, those the, the effects that that has on your health could literally lead you down a path to death. That is how serious the need for connection is. So what do we do about it? right? You're like, okay, I hear you. Like story matters. My story matters. You're rolling your eyes at me, but Hey, right. I'm lonely. Hey, I'm, I'm not able to share my story. Hey, I've tried and I've been rejected. I fell in love and I had my heart broken. Um, you know, what do I do? And I'm not gonna, I straight up right now do not want you to listen to the rest of this podcast, assuming that at the end of it, I am going to tie a bow on this and tell you exactly how to make 100 friends or how to uh, fall in love or how to have the best possible story because I'm not going to do that. Anyone who comes up with a 5, 10, 20 point plan for you to do that, um, I don't trust because I can't, I can't script the ending for you. But here's what I can do and here's what I think the podcast can do for me and for you. What I can do is I can say, hey, listen, friend, I'm here in the trenches of life with you and I want to hear your story. And if you'll let me, I want to participate in your story. I want to watch you pick up the pen, take back the narrative in your life and run with it. And the first thing that we can do to get there, I can't give you all the steps, but I can give you this one, is for you to understand. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but begin to build a path towards understanding that as you are right now, wherever you're at, if you're on the subway or you're in a plane or you're in a car or you're jogging on the treadmill or you're outside running or you're sitting in your room or you're getting your teeth brushed for the day, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever kind of past you've had, you are simply enough because there is air in your lungs. Because you are alive, because you're here right now, you are enough, period. What you do with that information is now on you. You are enough. You don't have to do anything else today. You don't have to win anyone else over. You don't need another gold star. You don't need another pat on the back. You don't have to be the top employee today. You don't have to be the best mother. You don't have to be the award-winning spouse. Simply, right now, as you are, you are enough. And you have to be able to accept that. When we can accept that we're enough, I think that's when we can begin to build an insane story. But we have fought that our entire lives. As a woman, the number one lesson that I learned was to apologize. Right? I still have friends who make fun of me. I'm a Midwesterner living in New York. I've been here for, I don't know, like six years. And if someone bumps into me, 
Someone bumps into me on the subway, um, in the street, in my own office, I will say I'm sorry faster than anyone you've ever met. And I still am fighting that urge. And it's not because I think I'm polite. It's because it is literally my natural instinct. I make the assumption that I'm in the way of somebody else. And I think that while that's a physical example, I think it's sincerely a metaphorical example for so many of us that we apologize for trying to be the main character in our own story. And so we constantly are stepping aside. We're accepting things that we shouldn't be in our story, like people not caring for our hearts, people not respecting us at work, our families, you know, bulldozing us into things because we're not, we're not secure in who we are. But you don't have to do anything to be enough. And that's the message you have to have before I think you can be secure in your story. And this is something that I, I truly believe just as a person who really took the long way to get to that, that, that understanding of being enough, but also just like in the time that I've had of watching loved ones and family and, and even, uh, you know, the, the different men and women that I've gotten to work with um, in the counseling space of, of the, watching everyone struggle with that question, am I enough? And no one ever hearing the answer, yes. And so they chase after things. They chase after the next promotion. They chase after the next more beautiful human being to date. They chase after the top brand clothing. They chase after the better car. They, they chase after things assuming once I get that, I'm enough. Once I get that trophy, I'll be enough. And they're never, ever, ever, ever going to get that answer from a human being or an object. It is literally already inside you. You are enough. And that's why so many people go into spiritual places and they, they need that connection. They need to understand that they're full and whole and enough. But, and you are. And when you get that, when you can literally sit in it and begin to let it resonate and marinate inside you, then I think connection happens. Because we can then go as our full selves into conversations. And I don't know if you ever get to a place where you perfectly understand that you're enough always. Because I don't. I definitely don't. I struggle with it all the time. But I think it's a really good start to try. To begin focusing on it. Because we need connection. And, you know... The freaking 21st century is out. It's just mind-blowing to me. I was just thinking about this the other day, and maybe this ages me a little bit, but like, I didn't have a computer in my house until I was like eight or nine. Um, It was so cool, but it was so old, right? And there was no AOL until I was deep into middle school, and you know, cell phones weren't really hip. You know, I had like that cool snake game on my phone that I received when I was 16. And I had my first Apple phone when I was finishing college uh, because that was like gen two of the Apple phone. Like I didn't have all of these different abilities to connect with people that younger people generations do, right? Like my sister, who's only four years behind me, 
was texting throughout all of high school. And, you know, that was something normal. And now you think about all the different ways that you can connect without connecting, right? I was just, I was thinking about this. Um, I was, I was literally in the middle of text messaging a friend who I had also like had a video conversation with the day before who I had also sent a Snapchat to. And I had all these different places that I was able to connect with this friend, but I hadn't actually had a face-to-face like physical connection with them in over, you know, over several days. And I was thinking about how easy it would be for people to get lost in this and to replace these these small little moments um, of fleeting conversation with actual vulnerability and connection, right? Because I could justify saying that, well, I've talked to her and I've shared things with her and not really had a vulnerable um, conversation with her. Because I don't think connection has anything to do with, with voice time or funny pictures. I think connection has to do with sharing all of us all of ourselves, right? And so it's it's talking about what matters to us. Maybe what scares us. Maybe where we've come from simply so they can understand how we got here and maybe they'd be willing to join us when we get there. These are all just things to think about. But if you're in a place where you feel lonely, or you feel isolated, or you feel like you aren't enough. You are enough. One, first and foremost, you're incredible. I don't need to know you to know that. There's breath in your lungs. You got up today. You could literally have a conversation with anybody. You have blood rushing through your veins. You have a voice. You're incredible. And in that knowledge, you can fight this loneliness and this isolation one step at a time by being willing to start sharing out your story. Maybe even a little bit at a time. Call a friend and meet them for coffee. And maybe this is the friend that you normally laugh with and go out for beers and get trash with. And maybe this time you have coffee and you tell them about the time you lost your first tooth and you guys laugh about it or cry if it was terrifying. Mine was. Um, Or maybe if you're feeling really confused and in pain, find someone you trust and talk about it and You don't have to feel guilty for talking about your pain. You don't have to feel scared that you're scared. Let's stop isolating people and putting these stigmas on them when people are hurting or they're confused or they're struggling. Let's take a step back and listen. And that's another way that you can fight loneliness. Listening, right? We spend so much time waiting for the other person to stop talking when we're in conversations. And sometimes we don't do a good job. We just start talking over them. But what if we stopped? What if we actually listened and digested it 
and let it kind of sit with us for a second. And then we responded and we didn't respond because we had something to say, but we responded because they had something they needed to hear. I think that's how we can fight loneliness too. By giving equity where equity is due inside our own spirits, in our own lives, but also giving up the necessity to speak without being thoughtful and listening. Just some thoughts. This is what's going through my mind is how can we encourage connection in a new way that's not just a snap, even though snaps are hilarious. Um, It's not just a quick text, but it's FaceTime and it's authentic and at face value, right? It's not choreographed on Instagram. It's just a thought. How can you accept your role as the main character in your story? And how can you be part of the movement that celebrates and shares stories? That's something I think we could all be thinking about today. I think there's, there's more to come. There's more here. What do you guys want to talk about? Let me know.